Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's more or less impossible to keep up with every move of Brexit at the moment, isn't it? Like you hear at the very top of the news, get ready for it, get ready for it. 31st of October, you hear the little ad, government saying, be ready. Is your driving licence the right driving licence? Do you have the right documents? Is your passport right? We're getting to the reality now of Brexit, but we still don't know where we're really going. And two of the main players will have a conversation today, the Prime Minister and the Taoiseach. John Tong's keeping an eye on it, a professor of politics, of course, at Liverpool University. Good morning, John. Good morning, Frank. John, what will they talk about today? Because we have to remember that they can't negotiate. The Taoiseach isn't the negotiator on behalf of the Europeans. He is part of the EU. Yes, he is the nearest neighbour. But what, what will they talk about today? We'll talk about the backstop and whether there's any possibility of any sort of change uh, to the backstop. There's, the idea has been mooted that the, the backstop could be a Northern Ireland one uh, rather than a UK-wide one. Um, given Boris Johnson's relationship with the DUP, I think that's very unlikely. But then again, now that he's lost his majority in Parliament, the, the DUP are less important in the equation. But it would still re- require a remarkable U-turn by Boris Johnson, even though Boris Johnson has been capable of remarkable U-turns in his political career, to to sign up to the backstop. So, is there any scope for any sort of alternative arrangement? There's the notion of an all-island economy and a rate and trading arrangement in terms of agricultural products, which would work. And some of the things that Simon Coveney, the um, Irish Foreign Minister, said at the weekend indicated that that uh, would be helpful. So a partial backstop dealing with certain types of goods, certain types of trade across the border might be uh, one possible option. Um, but frankly, you know, I, I, think, I still think the prognosis is gloomy. Boris Johnson's still saying that the UK is going to leave regardless. Uh, he's now legally uh, required, however, to seek an extension to uh, EU, EU membership. And it's a question of how he tries to water down the the mandate that he now has from the British Parliament to seek an extension. That's all assuming that the EU don't call time on the UK. The, the, the noises coming out of France, both from Macron and from the uh, the French Foreign Minister, are that you know they're not going to support an extension to to UK membership to try and resolve this. They've had enough of the the UK circus, and um, it's time for that particular tent to be folded. So, if he is forced to request the extension and he has to write the letter that he says he won't write, um, and he's facing into 
possible resignation. Talk about him writing two letters. What's the background to that? Yeah, two letters would mean that the first letter where he requests the extension would ensure compliance with the law from Boris Johnson. So he would say, this is the formal legal letter. I am formally required by the UK Parliament to request an extension to the UK's membership of the European Union to, the 30, to as a minimum, the 31st of January 2020. So he could, he could do that and then accompany it by a political letter of no legal standing in which he says that in his personal view as Prime Minister, any extension would be pointless. It's against his own polit- uh, previous political um, uh, argument. Uh, and that way, at least he'd have complied with the law because he's now required by Parliament to actually seek an extension. But in his personal political view, uh, the extension is pointless. I suppose you could do that. You could have the two letters approach. It's, it's an utter embarrassment to your status as Prime Minister. It completely negates what you've said that we're going to leave the European Union do or die by the 31st of October. But a political letter accompanying the legal letter would give Boris Johnson some, some cover, I suppose. Whether it's a credible position is a question. As you say, resignation uh, would be an option. Uh, he could resign as Prime Minister on a temporary basis and, and a Conservative temporary leader is put in place, someone like Sajid Javid, that's a possibility. He could resign and the Queen be invited to form an alternative administration uh, under Jeremy Corbyn, uh, which the Conservatives could then immediately know confidence to get an election on. So we're in a... And it's an absolute Alice in Wonderland. I mean, this is, this is extraordinary stuff where you've got basically Parliament having captured a Prime Minister. Um, is, Prime it, Minister is, is not in charge of events. Yeah, is that what he's really hoping for? That he will get the chance to resign and that another government will be formed and he then has the no confidence vote and he says to the electorate, look at this crowd. Give me the mandate to go and sort it out and then he wins big time. Is that what he's hoping for? It's possible. I mean, it, it, it is possible that, uh, you know, that he would to keep his personal political integrity intact, that he would then resign and say, look, I always said, I, I, you know, as Prime Minister, I would take you out of the European Union by the 31st of October. Um, I'm no longer staying on as Prime Minister. This is now Jeremy Corbyn's problem because, um, uh, you know, we're not sorting this out. And then the Conservatives, they do still have the numbers, despite all the, you know, despite sacking 21 rebels last week, the Conservatives do still have the numbers uh, to call an election on. By, by no confidencing a Corbyn administration. It would be chronically unstable, the Jeremy Corbyn uh, government, given the numbers in Parliament. And that's assuming he, was invite, he, w- he would be invited to serve. I'm not even sure he'd be invited to serve by the Queen because it's far from clear that Corbyn would be capable of forming an, an alternative administration. So you could carry on with a Conservative government without uh, Boris Johnson. That, that, that's the, the alternative possibility. Um, yeah, I, I still think an election is the likeliest option here and the Conservatives the one thing that Boris Johnson can take encouragement from despite having lost his majority despite having lost Brexit and despite having lost the chance of an October election the one thing that he can look at with some pleasure is the, the opinion polls which suggest that he's quite comfortably ahead uh, in those polls so you know, I think the Conservatives would still want an election. Labour can't be seen to be running away from an election for too long, so we're still probably looking at, at an autumn election to try and resolve this. But I am doubtful, given the Conservatives' poor position in Scotland, whether that election will produce an overall majority. In which case, we're looking at you know, son or daughter of stalemate 
in the autumn, we, we sort of cling to this belief, well, at least an election would resolve things. I'm not even convinced the general election is going to give us a clear passage out of this. Mm. He's, he's losing votes, he's losing family, he's losing ministerial friends. Um, m- might he lose a few more ministerial friends? Because, you know, for a man that seems to be on the slippery slope, he's, you know, he's, he's very buoyant, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he, he is, uh, you know, he's losing members of his cabinet. The Amber Rudd resignation came as a shock on, on, on Saturday night. Uh, there are at least two other figures within the cabinet. So, I mean, the Secretary of State for Northern Ireland is on the is on the critical list in terms of possible resignations. Um, and yeah, he made pretty clear uh, in a, 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 a speech I heard at the weekend that um, you know, he's very, very keen for a deal uh, to be done. His Prime Minister uh, is far... Um, is far more gung-ho about no deal. Well, the Secretary of State for Northern Ireland, perhaps understandably, given that Northern Ireland will be most directly affected, he's anything but gung-ho uh, for no deal. And I do wonder how long Julian Smith uh, will, will stay in post, um, given, given the situation. I'm not sure that the Prime Minister and the Secretary of State for Northern Ireland are on the same page at all. So, back to the meeting today. Is it just a box-ticking exercise? Is he in Dublin because... A few weeks ago, he said he would talk to the Taoiseach, and Taoiseach said he would talk to him. You, you can't see much progress being made unless the inevitable outcome of this is to go with the backstop. And if we do go with the backstop, I think it was Seamus Mallon that once talked about uh, the Good Friday Agreement being Sunningdale for slow learners. There'll be people saying that, you know, oh, goodness, if we go with the backstop now, we could have done that youngs ago. Yeah. As, as, well, first of all, I think the meeting is useful. I mean, it's really important that the, the, the Prime Minister and the Taoiseach meet because, you know, what, what harm is there in meeting? That you know, There's so much to discuss. Uh, and the, these are the key figures. So I think, first of all, that the meeting's a, a good idea. Secondly, uh, Leo Varadkar's under some pressure himself. I mean, he doesn't want to, to face the grim vista of having to partition what, you know, ideologically for a long time sort of their own, uh, as their own country in which it's the Irish government who are implementing most of the checks at or near the border rather than the UK government because Boris Johnson has, again has said that he's not going to put any infrastructure in, in place so the Irish government doesn't want to be seen as, as you know, rigorously enforcing the EU single market via an extensive series of checks themselves so the Irish government is also looking for a way out of this and, and it's, you know, it's mutually self-harming, it's mutually harming for both governments to disrupt cross-border trade. So there's a huge mutuality of interest here, and that ought to produce a solution. I think Boris Johnson has got to move towards at least accepting the backstop on certain types of, of, of trade, including the most common cross-border trade of agriculture. But I mean, yeah, that's, the DUP can hardly object to that. You know, there have been times, at times of crisis, like the BSE crisis, where you have had, in fact, an all-island economy in terms of agricultural trade, in which, you know, they became Irish cows, not British cows, during the, you know, the crisis of BSE. So I don't think it's beyond the wit of, of uh, humankind to come up with a solution which at least is very, very close to the backstop, which might be acceptable uh, to both sides. Yes, John, but you're missing one very important point here. It's all right for our cows to be Irish. That's that's one thing. (laughs) You know, go beyond cows here and you're in difficulty. Of course, but I mean, the the, the DUP's concern was always that the sovereignty, that the UK, that 
placing Northern Ireland so close to the to uh, the Republic in terms of all other aspects of trade and sub- subject them to EU rules would impinge upon the sovereignty of Northern Ireland or Northern Ireland's place within the United Kingdom. If reassurances can be offered uh, in, in that respect, because I, I don't think, I think these are trading issues rather than issues of sovereignty, and I accept, I accept the distinction is not absolute, then, you know, there can be a way forward here. I don't think there is any derogation of sovereignty, of UK sovereignty over Northern Ireland by having common sense uh, all-island trading relationships, uh, especially if you can get guarantees, which are there to some extent. I don't think they're actually watertight within the withdrawal agreement, that there would be no uh, new legislation which would impinge upon UK sovereignty over Northern Ireland via the, via the trading relationship. So, you know, I, I think it's a question of, of reassurance here. Um, there's much of the backstop that I think the UK government could accept, but uh, I think one of the other big issues, and I'm not sure this can be resolved, is the fact that it is not time limited. You know, I mean, you know, the UK government will probably push for, well, let's have independent arbitration as to when the backstop should cease to be in place. Otherwise, it's a, you know, you're, you're signing a, to some extent, a, a check without a date in one sense, because there's no, the UK could be in the backstop potentially in perpetuity under the, under the rules, and the EU would have a veto as to when the backstop would end. And I think that, that is a problem for the UK government, that they're signing up to something that a decade hence uh, might not not be resolved. But uh, this has just gone on. It's, uh, we've been saying the same things really for, for two, two and a half years. It's coming to a head now because Boris Johnson has been so clear that he wants to leave on the 31st of October. Let's face it, um, he, he no longer has the power now. Brexit is not going to happen on the 31st of October um, unless the EU throws the, the UK out. And I do doubt whether Brexit will happen at all. Um, a general election takes place. The Conservatives would have to win big, win and win big at that election for Brexit to actually happen, unless, as I say, the EU calls time on the UK's membership of the European Union, and I think they're very reluctant to do that. John, it is mind-blowing at the moment. It absolutely is. Thank you very much indeed, uh, John Tong there. Um, will we have Brexit? Well, let me remind you what the Home Office are telling us with this ad. Get ready for Brexit on the 31st of October. This means that travelling to the EU will change. You'll need to check online if your passport is valid for travel to Europe. If you're planning on driving, you'll need to check if you have the right documents to drive and make sure your travel insurance covers all your healthcare needs. To keep your trip on track, check what you need to do at gov.uk slash Brexit. Get ready for Brexit on the 31st of October. So are you ready for it? <laughs> Do we need to be ready for it? Dear, oh, it is so confusing. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.